Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the SIGCAST. Thank you for being with us. My name is Manpreet Singh, and we are back with the Shabbat of the Week. We have a special guest, uh, Harinder. Harinder Singh, thanks for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Why did you call Sarjik Fateh? So this week's Shabbat is titled, I am nothing, I have nothing, nothing is mine. So Harinder, let's do this. Uh, you read um, the Gurmati version of this, and I'll read the English, and then I'll ask questions um, uh, about the Shabbat. Sounds good. Bani sadne ki rag bilawal, ik oankar sat gur prasad, nirp kanya ke karna ik paya pek thari, kamarthi swarthi vaki paj sawari, sab gun kaha jagat gura jau karam na nasa, Singh saran kat jaiye, jo jambuk grasa rahao. Sab gun kaha jagat gura, jo karam na nasa. Singh saran kat jaiye, jo jambuk grasa rahao. Ek boond jalkarne, chatrik dukh pawe. Pran gaye, sagar mila, pun kaam nayawe. Pran jo thake, thir nahi, kaise birmavo. बूढ़ मुए नौका मिले कहो काहे चढ़ावो मैं नाही कच औ नहीं किच आहे न मोरा ओसर लज्जा राख ले हो सदना जन तोरा for king's daughter one became the disguiser though lustful and selfish even his honor was preserved oh world guru what's your virtue if my deed isn't rescinded What's the use of going to a tiger sanctuary if the jackal is going to eat you? Reflect. For one drop of water, rainbird suffers the pain. If breath leaves and ocean is obtained, it is of no use. Being that's tired isn't steady how it gives its solace. Drowned dead, found boat, tell me who to board. I am nothing, I have nothing, nothing is mine. At this moment, Preserve your servant, Sadna's honor. So, Rinder, before we even start going into the Shabbat, let's talk about Bhagat Sadna. Who was he? And um, how was his life? You know, if you know anything on uh, maybe how he got into the Guru Granth Sahib, uh, we'd love to talk about that. Because I don't, I think this is one of, I think this is his only uh, Bani that's in Guru Granth Sahib. So, let's get into that. And I'm, I'm glad you're asking this because Pagat Sadna Ji is uh, definitely, this is the only Shabbat in Guru Granth Sahib, but there is lots of, not much is known about him. Hence, there are varieties of opinions on him without much historical verification. So I'll be very upfront on that, that, for example, if you Google it or if you have come across two, three references on him in books, you're going to find multiple stories on him, including challenging his background, whether he was even a Hindu or a Muslim. Uh, not much is known about his parents, not much is known about his offsprings, his wife, if there was any, in both cases, offsprings or wives. So uh, so what do we know? For sure, what we know is this, that in Guru Granth Sahib, he's actually referenced only once, other than his Shabbat itself, and that reference comes from uh, uh, Pagat Ji where he actually has a line where he says, Nama Jadeo Kabir Tilochan 
ravidas jain sadna tanna bani in fact this line is uh, being used quite a bit uh, in sikh tradition but which is not from guru granth sahib i wanted to mention that first but it does come in guru granth sahib and in guru granth sahib he is mentioned by pagad ravdas ji as one of the saints who he is uh, relating with among other quote unquote radical pagats of india radical saints of india now that said which means we recognize his existence we recognize as being one of the in guru granth sahib as being one of the contributors as well as part of the 15 pagats or saints who are radical pagats which means they are root oriented in solving problems not just any saints of india that said he is referenced uh, i think three times by pai gurdas ji again in reference to other pagats of guru granth sahib so not much really on the biographical element but uh, in terms of relating it to for example uh, when pai gurdas ji is doing he relates him with uh, tanna jat and bani and trilochan and namdeo uh, uh, and they basically uh, are acknowledging him but pai gurdas ji acknowledges what one more thing which is very important in this case because out, outside of guru granth sahib outside of pai gurdas there are varieties of understanding on him as i said and pai pai gurdas ji actually says uh that he was a kasai kasai literally means a butcher and he actually has uh, acknowledged that twice where he says jat ajat kasai that's the exact phrase which means you know the jat is a indian caste system but when you're talking about professions which is what caste system was based on they're basically talking about that he is a butcher kasai is a butcher so that's what we know from a sikh tradition when you walk outside the sikh tradition as i mentioned there are all sorts of stories about him narratives about him uh it depends on which version you go by but the generally accepted view is that he was a muslim and one way i can say that or we have a historical sort of a evidence of that is uh there are very few mosques of indigenous saints of india within punjab and the one which is historically um presented as a as a you can say a marker of that is the mosque of in fact actually it's called masjid of sadna kasai which is in sarhand as you know sarhand is very um uh, known in the sikh world because of the chote sahibzada shahadat but this is obviously predating them uh, so you know the earliest people site is 11 ad uh, just so we have the time frame if you go by the sikh tradition they are saying they are contemporaries of the radical pagas which puts them in the vicinity of uh, him in the vicinity of you know 15th century uh and so that's what we know we do know his background was that he was a butcher right okay so let's get into the main idea of this shabad what are you and anikar worked on the transcreation what is the main idea of this so we go by the rahau line this shabad has a rahau line and you read the english part and let's get into it so first thing uh, if you look at the original uh what is being said is jagat gura so jagat gura is a world prophet or a world guru or the world master or the world teacher whatever word you want to use or the world atitner essentially referring to the divine so not exclusive for everyone so this is very very important because in indic tradition whether it is islamic or hinduized they become very exclusive whereas this is world so it says uh, oh world guru what's your virtue if my deed isn't rescinded essentially implying that you know uh, it's like a it provides a lot of solace if you ask me it is actually saying i i know i make mistakes but 
you exist to help me. Your virtue, your intrinsic virtue is to help people who are not able to take care of themselves or protect themselves. And the second part of the line is very interesting because it's a rhetorical question. He says, you know, what's the use of going to the tiger sanctuary if the jackal is going to eat you? Essentially saying, you know, I am in your sanctuary, and when I'm coming to your sanctuary, I'm expecting that you're going to provide the protection, and you are a world teacher and a world guru, so please give me this protection. So I think there are two elements here. The personal element is, in, in case of Pagat Sadnaji, that he's admitting, I haven't figured out everything, and I don't know how to get everything done, so I come to you so you can take care of me and protect me. And as a, as a deduction from there, this is telling 7.5 billion people on Earth today that, you know, we all need help. Even if you're excellent, even if you have figured out 100,000 things in your life, or what we might call this whole you know, intellectual life or the careers or the uh, spiritual things or material things, whatever different successes we work towards, even if you figured out some of those things, we still need help because we haven't figured out everything. Because And this is when you go to the sanctuary of the, the world teacher or the world guru. Um, that's the how line. In context of that, if you look at the rest of the Shabbat, uh, it'll be very helpful. So, for example, in the first part, um, which, by the way, the, the first part is where it invokes a lot of historicity, and this is where there are a lot, lot of narratives. I should say invokes narratives. When he says, for king's daughter, one became the disguiser, though lustful and selfish, even his honor was preserved. So let me take a pause here. There are two explanations which are generally given here. First explanation given is, you know, it has to do with the uh, Hindu tradition of Vaishnavites, that how one king had decided that, you know, his daughter will only get married to uh, somebody like Vishnu, and then one guy who acted, disguised himself as a Vishnu, showed up, got caught, and then he sought uh, the world, you know, uh, divine's help. Uh, but why did he do it? Because he wanted to be with, with the king's daughter, and this is the idea of lust and selfishness coming back, uh, is being referenced. There is no element of that being referenced within the Shabbat, but this is one narrative. The second narrative is that Pagat Sadna himself was once lured by a woman, a Brahman's woman, generally speaking, they say, some say it was a king's daughter, but she was already married and she, want, she liked Pagat Sadna, and Pagat Sadna wouldn't give in to it. So she had blamed, told her dad that, hey, had her father, I mean, had her own husband killed, and told her father king that, look what this, uh, uh, this guy has done. You know, he's misbehaving with me and he has killed my killed my uh, husband, and then this is, and, and that story they say that Pagaji had no defense other than saying, I know what I have done, and I pray to the divine that the divine help me. Now, both narratives are not mentioned here, but there's an indication that something of that nature has taken place when this line is being evoked. So I personally feel uh, we can get rid of both things, and maybe we can look at us being, there is something happened in his life where he was accused of something, where he was being enticed, and then his honor was preserved uh, by, if you bring it back to the Rahau line, which says, by focusing on the divine master, or essentially the Ikhwankar force we talk about. Um, does that help? Or let's take a pause here. Maybe you're, there's a question you want to ask here. No, no, that, that helps. Please keep going. Sure. So in the second one, then there is, so the first could be a personal narrative, or 
you can say a legendary story at his time, which is being used to describe what had happened when somebody is enticed or wrongfully accused. And the second one, uh, this is a very common um, symbolism, uh, which is, 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 shows up in multiple places in Guru Granth Sahib itself, as well as outside literary tradition and spiritual traditions of South Asia, where, you know, the chatrik bird, the rain bird, waits for one drop of water. But in this case, it's saying, if that drop of water is not coming when the rain bird needs it, and the ocean comes after the bird is dead, what uses of that? So essentially saying, I need help now. Help me now, not later. You know, because a lot of the religious tradition says the help comes later once you leave this world. That's one way to look at this. He says, no, the chatrik needs, the, the, that bird needs that raindrop now. And don't promise the ocean afterwards, I need that raindrop now, because if you give the ocean afterwards, it's of no use. And then he continues with that. He says, it's like saying, in the third, third stanza, he's saying, it's like saying somebody's drowning and they need the boat right now, but what good is getting a boat once they have already drowned? So the whole point is, uh, if you are seeking sanctuary somewhere, the idea of taking tiger sanctuary instead of jackals, which means, you know, and we can talk about that a little bit later as well, that the idea of taking a sanctuary is that you need help now not that you are being promised something later when it will be too late, either in terms of your reputation or in terms of your life existence in this mode. And then he continues on and saying, um, and this is very, very indicative of the larger theme of Guru Granth Sahib and Pagar Sadnaji also invokes it. He says, I am nothing. I have nothing and nothing is mine. So at this moment, right now, right now, I need you to preserve my honor because I don't have anything. I am yours. So that idea of that I am divine, when you are of the divine, when you have divine sanctuary, then the divine is going to, you need the divine's help right now. And, uh, and, and that's what's being invoked in terms of helplessness because when you're surrounded by larger powers to be. Um, so that's the, that's the shavan. And you referenced tiger and uh, I think Singh came up. How come you don't use lion? Because everywhere I see, I always see an image of a lion or uh, even in translations, I always see lion, but you actually wrote tiger. Is there a subtle difference there? There is. So uh, in we have option, uh, when we are studying the words, let me go back to it. You're absolutely right. Firstly, let me acknowledge that generally accepted meaning is lion for sing, but we are also trying to pay attention to where the words are coming from. And one of the things which we need to understand, um, there's a context of the word at large, and there's a context within the Sikh cultural traditions. Again, none of these are absolutes, but this is how we come up with our understanding of these words. So when we look, the, look up this word in encyclopedia, um, encyclopedic work, I should say, called Mahankosh, in Mahankosh, the word Singh is described as being tiger, which is sheer. And Babbar Sher in Punjabi is a lion. Now, uh, and just to make it very graphic and even more clear, actually Paikan Singh Naba has pictures of different animals. And in, that, in those pictures, when he's describing Sher, in parentheses it says tiger, and Sher is a meaning from Singh, and the picture is of a tiger. So my point is, this is what we know um, that within the larger Indic and Punjabi, and in the Sikh context, the word actually does mean tiger. 
That's one explanation. Second is, even in the global phenomena, there's a lot of debate of lion versus tiger in terms of the attitude. You know, when the animals are being invoked in literature, and in this case, Guru Granth Sahib's Barney, they are really referring to some symbolism or some attribute or virtue which is aligned with it. And you know this, um, you know, Manpreet as well, that uh, if we go by the, the movies in the last 10 years, Sing is King is coming out quite a bit, but and they present it as being lion. You know, even if you haven't been to Kruger National Park, which I've been to, that lions are very lazy animals. Six by design and Sing by design were not lazy. So if you look at the temperament and you compare the temperament of a lion versus tiger, it is generally accepted view that tiger is faster, smarter, and more ferocious. So that's the second thing I want you to think about. And third, which uh, comes from a larger uh, Sikh tradition, whether it was in the 18th century or the 20th century, whenever a Singh, a leader of the Sikhs, who happens to be a male Singh, has been referenced in fighting, they always say he fought like a tiger. So this is our reason from etymology to, uh, to the evidences available 100 years ago, uh, what's known about the temperament of the two animals, as well as within the Sikh tradition, it's the tiger who is invoked. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm glad that you guys wanted to translate a sh uh, Shabad from Bhagat Sadna because I don't think a lot of people know about this Bhagat. Like you referenced to, is only one of his Banis that are in Guru Granth Sahib. And we also referenced that he was a butcher. That was his profession. And so... I don't think a lot of people know that. Right? When you go and you're bowing down to Guru Granth Sahib and all the authors of it, and one of them's a butcher, doesn't that give uh, uh, doesn't that give some debate and maybe some irony too that when we talk about what we should eat and what we should not eat, like does that even matter? Well, this is exactly. I mean, you think about the creative genius of Guru Arjan Sahib. I invoke Guru Arjan and Guru Arjan Sahib in this case because he is the one who compiled and presented and gifted uh, what we now call Guru Granth Sahib to the world. And this is his creative genius that even when he's invoking and presenting Pagat Satnaji in Rag Bilawal, and by the way, Bilawal means delight, intense pleasure, happiness. And this is the happiness of Pagat Sadna, that he actually works with the world guru. He doesn't work with the people around him. And regardless of whether, and his profession is butcher, which, by the way, if you go outside of, if you, if you go and Google Pagat Sadnaji, there are stories now floating around that one day he was, you know, his, his profession is a butcher, so he runs a butchery. People go to buy their meat. One day some guy comes up to buy a meat, and he says that the weights he's using are actually uh, from a, you know, Hindu traditions of what they call, uh, the, the exact words they use are, um, and I, I, maybe some of your um, listeners, our listeners are aware of it, but they're called shalagrams or shilas, which essentially can be, uh, let's say, idols or stones. So there are stories of that nature, too, that, you know, this guy got upset, and Pagasabhnaji says, please don't get upset, this is what I am, this is my professor, I mean profession, but some other day he comes back, and then he asks for something, like a leg of a bakra, you know, just a mutton. Um, and uh, he has this thing about, oh, I've been killing this many bakras, and what will happen to me? My point is there are all sorts of things people have created outside of Guru Granth Sahib and outside of any historical references where they try to 
make him such that, that he actually wasn't a butcher or he left butchery. But he never says that. Pai Gurdas Ji never says that. And this is the beauty of Guru Granth Sahib, that you can be a jat like Tanna, you can be a Brahman like Jigde Jadev, you can be a butcher like Pagat Sadna, you can be... Uh, I mean, regard. I mean, you can be weaver, uh, 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 a shoemaker, and these are the fifteen pagats. They comprise various, what we will call today, jobs. And the Guru Sahib is saying your job doesn't matter. What matters is your relationship with the divine, and the divine which is not into demi gods and semi gods but the world who is Jagat Guru, and Bhagat Sadna Ji invokes that Jagat Guru. So yes, it's a creative way to tackle, you know, this debate is happening even now um, in, within Indian context as to what they're doing to people who are butchers. Uh, so I think it's very timely in that sense, but also this, is, this also tells you that human behaviors, when they don't focus on larger issues of life, they bring it down to profession, and they start categorizing the professions into what is a good profession or bad profession. And whereas Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj himself has also said, there should be karam nash, there should be kul nash, there should be taram nash, there should be sharam nash, there should be param nash, which basically was anything which takes you away from becoming free, just don't even entertain that, including which profession you are into it. Don't let people ashamed you of your profession. And not just ashaming, here, forget the shaming by the people, here he's being celebrated, and, and Pai Gurdas Ji is making sure that two of his three references are referencing that people know what his profession is, and we have no issues with that profession. Well, I'm really glad you said that because I think I was talking to one of my uncles who does a lot of kirtan, and this was like five, six years ago, and I mentioned Pagat Sadna, and he told me that you're right, Pagat Sadna was a butcher, and then after... Uh, I guess he met Guru Arjun Dev Ji or whatever his story was, or um, or he realized um, you know his relationship with the divine. He just stopped being a butcher and then he became something else. And I didn't have any stories to reference with. I didn't have any other context, but that was his belief too. So I'm glad you kind of dispelled those myths as well. Well, and you know, um, it's, it's you're just going by what Guru Sahib tells us. And then again, um, in Guru Granth Sahib, as I was saying earlier, only Pagat Ravdas Ji references him, and he references it by saying, Naam Dev Kabir Tilochan Sadhana San Tara. All he's saying is they all became free. So a barber became free, a butcher became free, a weaver became free, a shoemaker became free. I mean, this is very, very important to understand. And this is in Guru Granth Sahib. So... We can come up with our own versions and narratives. This is why I spent a little bit of time earlier today that only thing we know for sure is what is in this Shabad, and we can have some inferences, but there are other things outside of this Shabad where people are coming up with you know, their own versions and changing the stories to suit their political ideology. Rinder, I'm so happy you guys tackled this Shabad, and I'm glad that we did this podcast. Uh, before I let you go, any final thoughts you want to leave the listeners with? Yes, uh, we must come back to the Shabbat. Shabbat is the wisdom, and the wisdom which Pagat Sadna Ji shares with us is really within the Rahav line, where he says, Tav gun kaha jagat gura, jau karam nanasa. He says, you are the one, O world teacher, O world prophet, O world guru, O world enlightener, you are the one with the right virtues, which can get rid of any karmic theories 
which people have put on us, which essentially means whether you believe in the idea of the Indian or Hindu karmic theories or whether you have this Western idea of that whatever you have done, this is what you have to pay for, otherwise certain things will happen for you in hell or heaven. He's saying, but you are the one who can change any of that. So I'm more interested in right now, today, at this moment, make me free. This is very important. That regardless of which religious, political, or non-political ideologies we are, philosophies we follow, if they are not freeing us, if they're binding us, and they're not freeing us right now, something is wrong with it. And Pagat Sadnaji, uh, this is this Shabbat is not about eating meat or not. This is something we need to understand. This Shabbat is about regardless of your background. One can invoke divine, and that divine who will help you right now at this moment, not afterward. Very, very powerful. Uh, Rinder, I appreciate you. I appreciate Anikar really uh, trans uh, creating this Shabbat for the listeners. Uh, it's one of the Pagats nobody really references or Bhagis really uh, sing their Shabbats in Gurdwara. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time, transcreating it, and also being on this podcast. Uh, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you generally ask me what I'm up to, so I'll just add that in. <laughs> uh, we've been working at Institute about publishing one of our first of our series on tackling the larger issues affecting the Sikh community. I mentioned that to you, and that will be publishing uh, hopefully within the next 10 days. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it will be about discussing the identity formation and, and who's a Sikh. Well, that's great. We'll look forward to it, and maybe we'll have you on to talk about it a little more afterwards. Okay, look forward to it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Guru Fateh.